Welcome to God's Messenger Lighthouse Podcast. This is your host, Brother Scott Messenger, bringing you Chapter 43 from If I Perish by Esther on Kim. Chapter 43, The Repentant Jailer. When Mrs. Higashai and Kuriyama were transferred to the factory, Jailer Ju was placed in charge of the jailers, and new guards were brought in. Their cruelty and hatred darkened their features as they watched me constantly. I was worn out and tired of life. I felt that my only escape was to go to heaven. All day I kept my eyes closed and refused to speak. Lord, I prayed, mumbling the words, I'm so tired. Please call me to heaven. But if nothing else can be done, put an end to my senses so I don't feel anything. I must admit to feeling very sorry for myself. But as I tried to visualize heaven, joy surged in my heart. I would be among the disciples standing in front of Jesus. How wonderful it would be to see the Lord whom I had been serving in love. Ever since I put my trust in him to save me, my life and loyalty had been to him. Though I had never seen him, now I was approaching the time when I would be able to look up at him with my own eyes. The disciples would be there along with the early church members and those who had died in the great persecutions in Rome and the rest of the world. We faced hatred and wickedness now, but that gathering would be filled with love, peace, and praise. Such wonderful thoughts made me dread opening my eyes to face the prison's reality. During this period, there was one night that still stands out vividly. Jailer Kane was in charge and the cell was tense and quiet. Though my eyes were closed, I was sure she was in front of my cell glaring at me. A world without jailers, that was impossible except in heaven. The poetry of Job touched my heart. At, as the night wore on, one agonizing, agonizing minute after another, in endless succession, she did not leave my cell. It seemed that she was riveted there. I thought she was giving me a difficult time because I kept my eyes closed. Strange, she murmured. At first she spoke so softly that I was not sure if I had heard her. Then the word came again clearly, strange. I could not not imagine what she was referring to. She went on to the next cell and the next, but soon she was back where she could stare at me. It's quite strange, she repeated. By this time I became aware that there was no anger in her words, though a certain harshness and arrogance crept in. I prayed that God would take me to be with him that night so I would not have to face the light of morning and the curse it would bring. When Jailer Kane next came on duty, she did not seem as stern as before. Again, she stood in front of my cell. It's really strange, she said. For the first time, I had the impression she was speaking to me. I opened my eyes hesitantly. What is strange, Mrs. Kane? I asked her. The faces of people these days, it isn't only in the prisons. It's on the outside as well. Everybody's nervous and tense and angry. Even the children look wicked. I must confess that the faces of people irritate me. That's why I find this cell so different. I was surprised and asked her what she meant. She had difficulty expressing herself. What shall I say? 
she began. I guess it's because I find the faces of those in this cell peaceful. Peaceful, I echoed. In here? That's right. Your face and that of the prisoner in cell three and the one in cell five are all peaceful. My heart shook off the melancholy that had engulfed it and danced with joy. The ones she mentioned were believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. She left abruptly, as though she were embarrassed at having made such an observation. I waited impatiently for her to return, and when she did come back, I talked with her about it. Would you tell me in what way our faces are strange, Mrs. Kane? Well, she began hesitantly, it's, it almost seems as though you have the faces of angels, and I can't understand it. Nowhere else have I found peaceful faces in this world. That night a change occurred in our relationship, and I asked if I could talk to her. You said that our faces looked peaceful, I began, and you said it was strange. Would you like to know why we can look peaceful in such a place as this? Yes, she said. I want to know about it. I reminded her of the fact that we were going to be hanged, but even that would not change the peace and serenity in our hearts. We had the joy of Jesus Christ within us. Could I be a Christian? she asked. I am so sinful. I had been surprised by her before. Now I was astounded at her confession. I think that you are nearly a Christian now, I said to her. How can that be? she asked. When I am so wicked and sinful, if you were not on the way to becoming a Christian, you probably would not say that you are sinful, I continued. Nobody knows she is a sinner unless her sin is, has been pointed out to her by the Holy Spirit. From now on, just listen to and obey Jesus as you accept him into your heart. How can I do that? she asked. Man can go to God through Jesus Christ. God especially welcomes the sinful, the powerless, the weak, the poor, and the crippled. She listened to me solemnly. Strengthened, I started speaking of the Bible. As I told her about Zacchaeus and the persecution of Paul and his repentance, she listened earnestly. The night advanced, but that made no difference to either of us. Thank you very much, Sensei, teacher. She said bashfully, her attitude toward me was completely different from the way it had been. When the time came for her to leave the ward, she came over and told me goodbye. My exhaustion was gone. From then on, I waited anxiously for her to come to work. As long as she was on duty, I talked to her. Before she received Christ as her Savior, her hours of work had dragged by. Now, however, they raced by. She did not eat her lunch, but offered it to me, imploring me to take it. I rejoiced at her kindness. To tell you the truth, she said one day, when I was a child, I went to Sunday school. Although I did not understand it all, I remember about God and Jesus, but I didn't know how to become a Christian and did not think it was necessary. Now I am a believer, even if I would be put into prison like you or hanged from my faith. I would not deny my faith in him. The Lord had changed a dreadful jailer, making her my closest protector. She cared and was concerned for me every very much due to her faith. 
it filled my heart with praise, and the dark prison became bright and happy once more. The Lord lives and works. Next time, chapter 44, A Day of Rest.